This is Wake Up and Lead, a daily podcast where ambitious young professionals learn to lead themselves. I'm your host, Hampton Dorch. Today, my guest is someone I'm fired up to talk about. He's already been on this podcast a long time ago. Um, a big part of the reason I work where I work is because of him. A big part of the reason I started this podcast is because he started one and I wanted to be like him. I also became a dad because he's an amazing dad and I learned about it from him. So this guy has had a massive in- impact on my life. I even went to the same school he did, which, but was just about eight years behind him. So grew up in middle school watching him absolutely dominate on the basketball court when he was a junior and senior. So Josh Swing, welcome to the show. Let's go. I am fired up, Hampton, to be back on the podcast. I could say all the same things about you. There is a list, I think even longer than the list that you just rattled off of all the ways that I've grown just by being around you. So definitely an iron sharpening iron scenario. I'm going to take us back to elementary school with the with the age old rhyme, I am rubber, you are glue. Whatever you said is going to bounce off me and it's going to stick right back on you. I um, <laughs> I think I'm most fired up Hampton because I'm a huge fan of this podcast. I have listened to, I believe every episode that you've released and I am encouraged every time I listen to this podcast by the other people who are out there doing the hard things. And I know we're going to talk about fellowship and a little bit and how much we need other people in our lives. I think this is a a variation of the types of interactions that we need in our lives, just getting to learn from other people. Um, and I know you're changing so many people's lives as you even think about waking up and leading, right? And I think that there's an initial waking up that needs to happen. Like people need to realize that my life matters and the sum of my daily actions are adding up to something, whether I'm aware of it or not. But once you're aware of it, you're awake and, uh, and you need to lead then as a result of that. But there's also a daily waking up that needs to happen. Like even after you've, you've come upon that initial realization, I know for myself personally, like I still have to motivate myself to daily wake up and lead. Like even though I know that it's beneficial for me to lead other people well and to lead myself really well, I need to be reminded of it because it is not easy. It is hard. It is doing the hard thing. And you, we just were, we're creatures of comfort and we want to drift back into what is, what is easy and what is comfortable, which typically prevents us from growing but we all need to be growing. So I am so glad, Hampton, that you're reminding us on a regular basis to wake up and lead. Thanks for all the work you're doing, man. Thanks, brother. It means a lot that you're a big fan. And a lot of this podcast is, is yeah, it's reminding you and the listeners, but it's reminding myself too. Because you know you can, you can know things and you can uh, agree with things intellectually, but are you living them out? And so part of the ways that I have accountability for this podcast is even the fact that I'm putting it out there, now people are going to watch me and have a higher expectation for who I am. But also I've got people like you in my life that are going to hold me accountable to things like this. So everybody knows the new structure. We're talking about faith, family, fitness, fellowship, and future. And I'm having my guests pick two to three of them. Um, this one is hard for Swain because I think he's, he's pretty good at all these things. He's not super fit. Kidding. He played college basketball, so he, he's a fit dude. But um, what, what are the three that you think we should focus on today? Yeah, dude, this was a really hard decision when you were rattling off all the uh, the new format to me not too long ago. And I was like, man, I'm passionate about all of those. Um, after thinking about it for a little bit, though, I, I narrowed in on, on three of them. So I've selected three. Um, I hope it's okay. I'm happy to talk about any of them, Hampton, if you're like, hey, Josh, talk about this other F instead of that one. But the three that I think I'm a little bit more passionate about and 
Um, I also think because of a, a result of that, they're, they're strengths of mine. Uh, the first one is, is faith. So I'd love to start with faith um, and then move into family and fellowship. So faith, family, fellowship were the three that I selected and I'm excited to dig into them. Oof, let's do it. I love it. And guys, Josh is a, a fellow podcaster. Um, he has an amazing podcast called the Secret Sauce Podcast, where he interviews Chick-fil-A owner operators and some other people within Chick-fil-A, in my opinion, and certainly has the best company in the world. So there's so much to learn from him, from, from him and, and the people on that. Um, but, but all that said, he knows that spending a little bit of time preparing uh, always goes a long way. And so I know you have can you tell me a little bit about one of the main points you were wanting to make when it comes to to faith as we're speaking to, hey, I'm a young professional. I want to lead myself. I know faith is important. It starts with that. Like, What, what does that even mean? Where, where do I start? Yeah, man, it's no, it's no surprise or shocking news to anybody that we live in a world of distractions right now. Like we are the most uh, susceptible to distractions than we've ever been before. I saw a report from psychology today recently that said that the average American now makes 35,000 remotely conscious decisions over the course of any given day, which is just <laughs> an absurd amount of decisions. It's like a decision every two and a half seconds, I think that you're having to make, but it makes sense. Like when you're thinking about even like we're on our phones, we know that like our phones are hard to mize probably, but like you're making the decision every time you touch your finger to that phone, you're making a decision. Every word that you choose to speak, I mean, it's just, there's a lot of decisions that are happening. Um, and I think if we're not very careful, the world will dictate what we focus on. Um, and I would, I would equate what you focus on to what you worship. Uh, I heard mm -hmm. the pastor, uh, Louis Giglio, which some of your listeners may be familiar with over at, uh, Passion City in the, in the Atlanta area. Uh, he talked about he talked about this specifically, and it just man it tugged on my heartstrings a little bit i felt I felt slightly convicted hearing the message but uh, there's an illustration that I'll use for people uh the moon everybody is familiar with the moon that's up in the sky uh the moon on its surface has a substance called regolith I think I'm saying that correctly regolith, and it is what reflects the sun's light so the fact that regolith is on the moon's surface makes it useful. And it's the reason why we aren't all dead, right? If we didn't mm. have it, uh, we would have pitch darkness. <laughs> and mm. I think it would be uh, freezing cold temperatures. Like we wouldn't be able to survive in those temperatures. And so um, we all have regolith in us, I believe. So just like the moon has regolith, I think each of us individually has regolith uh, where we reflect what we worship, um, what we spend our time thinking about most, uh, what we're most passionate about is, is what we reflect. And I've got a spoiler alert for everybody. Um, certainly I've fallen victim to worshiping my work, right? And all of my value is in my work. And I have fallen victim to worshiping my family, right? And my, my, even my, my marriage, my wife, all of these things are, are really positive things. They're healthy things to focus on, but, um, but not when they're the number one thing in your life, because then what will happen is, um, your, your value will come from those things. You will become what you worship. So if I'm worshiping my job, then my value and my mood 
is is all dictated based on whether or not I am succeeding or failing in my work. So um, we all know that you are going to experience challenges and pitfalls in anything that you do. Anything that's worthwhile is difficult. And for us, Hampton, we have spent a lot of time in sales, which is I think even more of an up and down roller coaster. That if I was if I was worshiping my work. I would be a basket case, right? I would, I would certainly have moments of highs and um, where I felt extremely valuable, but I would have a lot of pits where I would feel extremely invaluable and depressed if my value and self-worth was tied to my work. And same thing with marriage, right? We all have disagreements and arguments with the people that we love most. And if my self-worth and value was tied to that, I obviously would, would struggle too. The one thing, the only thing that does not waver. It does not move. It is steadfast. And that is our creator, God, and who we are in him as sons and daughters of Christ. And so I would urge everybody to think about where is my focus? What do I spend most of my day focused on? What do I worship? What do I get most excited about? What draws out the most amount of emotion in me is a great indicator of what you're worshiping. And is it the right thing? Is your worship in the right place? And uh, have you experienced the ups and downs, right? The, um, the thoughts of, of self-worth that you need to be having about yourself, I think can only be found in one place. And that's your relationship with Christ. So mm. you got to get there, people. Amen. Amen. And one of the things you mentioned is a lot of the things that you have um, fallen into worshiping above God are not necessarily bad things. And part of what I hear you saying is, what would it look like for us to worship God first and then invite him into our work and the things that we might worship and then, and then see what happens? Yeah, test it out. And I don't think that you'll go back. Uh, if you're not doing that currently, I think putting God first, like you just said, Hampton, has a direct correlation to the success of all those different areas of your life. It is a, it is a domino focus, if you will, um, mm. when you're focused in the right place that will knock over the rest of the dominoes. So get it right there. Yeah. And, and before we move on to family next, guys, we're, we're fortunate as we listen to this. And, and if there's someone a little bit older in their life listening to this, it's never too late. And so I don't want you to hear this and say, dang it, it's too late for me. But you know, if you're a, if you're a young professional and you know, I don't put, I don't attach an age to that, but if, if you consider yourself a young professional, um, you may not see the consequences quite yet of worshiping something else. And I'm really speaking to myself uh, right now because it's easy for me to put my focus on work and things like outside of my home and outside of God. Uh, but Swing, I feel like, have you seen, have you watched some older folks that maybe they don't come crashing down, you know, when they're our age, but maybe you see them in their 40s, 50s, 60s and beyond. It kind of catches up to them like, oh, wow, I've spent a lifetime worshiping something else. Yeah, certainly. And this will feed into what I'm going to talk about next with family. Um, I think that there's scoreboards in life. Um, and I say scoreboards, plural. It's not like a singular scoreboard game that we're playing. Um, and I definitely think that the faith scoreboard is the most important scoreboard that exists. And so many people, as I've been mentored uh, by a lot of people who are older in life, have talk to me about some of the mistakes that they've made in life and how they realized way too late in life that they were playing the wrong game. They were focusing on the wrong scoreboard. Um, mm. 
while certainly it's important to to do good work and to be a good steward of the work that's been entrusted to you through your job and uh, to be a good steward of your family and to be a good steward of your friendships and all these areas of your life are, are, are very, very important. Uh, but if you don't get it right on the faith scoreboard, uh, I, I believe that we'll be regretful if yeah. we don't get it. We don't get it right there. You're right, man. And, and that's a good transition into family. I believe that's another, you know, very important scoreboard uh, to be focusing on outside of your faith. So, I mean, what does that, what does that look like for you? What, what's something in the family at, atmosphere that you'd like to talk to us about today? Yeah. And, and for the listeners, I know family may mean something different to, uh, to you. You may be married and you know, you're thinking about your spouse. You may have kids like me, and you may be thinking about your spouse and kids. You may not be married yet, or you may not have any kids yet. And in that case, you may be thinking about uh, the family that you're, you're still a part of as a son or a daughter or a brother or a sister, or whatever that role looks like with, uh, with your family. I thought it was, was interesting. Um, John Acuff is an author and um, a fellow podcaster. He's got a great podcast too. And he really, he recently released an episode where he did a survey um, based on all the folks that follow him about what their goals were for 2024. And he had a similar framework to the one that you're sharing here, Hanson, with all the different F's. Um, and amongst the F's were family and friendships. And by far the, the, the two lowest with, the amount of goals that were set towards them were family and friendships, which is, uh, which is crazy because I think if I would ask any of you that are listening personally, if we were face to face right now and I was like, Hey, tell me about where family and the people that are most important, you fall on your priority list. You would probably place them close to the top yet. They typically get the scraps. They get the leftovers. Unfortunately, uh, I think for a couple of reasons, I think one of the reasons is it takes a little bit more work. It's not as crystal clear, right? It's not like fitness. Like I know, like I need to stretch if I'm going to prevent injuries and uh, I need to, to exercise if I'm going to get stronger and I need to diet appropriately if I'm going to get healthier. Right? It's so, it's so easy because the path is very clear and the path to healthy relationships isn't always as clear as it is in some of the other areas of our life. And I think specifically for listeners of the podcast too, you all are extremely driven. If you are regularly subscribing to this podcast, you have a growth mindset. I think you want something more for your life. You're striving towards something better. And a lot of that plays out professionally in your work. Um, because again, it's, it's really clear. You probably have a certain quota that you're trying to attain or certain goals at work or certain projects that you're trying to finish. It's easy to throw your focus at that thing. Um, and, and what can happen is, is we have a supply of focus. It is a, it is a limited resource with, for us. We don't, we do not have, unfortunately, infinite amounts of time to think about things and to put intention towards things in our life. And because work can be, uh, such a, a black hole of our time and of our thoughts, um, we, we give the leftovers again to our families and we, uh, we show up and we're not a hundred percent version of ourselves. We give all of our creativity and our effort to accomplishing th th these things at work. And then we show up and we're just, we're passive and we're present, but we're bystanders and really the relationships that matter most to us. I think 
as we are all on our deathbeds one day, we will all die. Unfortunately, um, I hope that's not news to anybody, but you will pass away one day. And as you're on your deathbed, I, I really don't think you're going to say things like, man, I really wish I would have spent an extra hour at work every day. Or, oh man, if I could have just cranked out one more podcast episode. Or, ah, oh, dude, I, I really, I really, really wish I would have been able to do just one more project at work and get that finished. That's not what anybody's going to say. What they are likely going to say is, oh man, I wish I was more intentional about creating moments with my children, or I wish I was more intentional about investing the lives of my friends so that I could positively influence them. Those are the types of things that we're going to say. And so why don't, why do our day-to-day actions not reflect that? So my, my question to the audience, Hampton, as they're thinking about this is, uh, are the people that are most important to you getting your best? A simple question. Are the people that are most important to you getting your best? I think is a question that we all need to think about as we're evaluating some of those really important relationships in our life. Ooh, I'm, uh, I'm thinking, man, you've got me thinking, uh, hold, holding back some, some potential tears here, you know, thinking about the end of my life. I, I don't think that I'm, I'm going to wish that I worked more. And, um, as Erica is listening to this, cause she better I'm kidding. Uh, but I'm sure she is cause she loves Josh Swing. She's probably like, man, swing, tell it to him, tell it to him. Um, and guys, again, like for me, this is this podcast isn't me pat, patting myself on the back. Like when I say like ambitious young professionals, a lot of times the first thing that comes to my mind is like with work. But like you can be ambitious for your family too and fight for them. That's way more important. And so um, I appreciate you you sharing that. It's a great question to ask. Who is getting my best? Um, and for me as a people pleaser, a lot of times it's like, oh, well, my family loves me. Like they, they know I work hard. And so they kind of accept the scraps and like, that's just unacceptable. So, um, great question, convicting, uh, I'll let everybody just kind of sit and reflect on that. I'll bring it back up in the recap and everything. Um, let's move on to fellowship. It, that this is a cool part just for me, because I mean, you and I have, have worked together for years now. Our offices are two feet apart from each other. We're recording this two feet apart from each other. So um, not to make the fellowship part about me and you, but just like what, what's the importance of that um, to you in your life? Yeah, we're, we're certainly blessed to be able to work in a place where we have this, this friendship Hampton that me and you have where we can sharpen each other and I feel like I have a deep, meaningful, authentic relationship with somebody that I work with. And I know that that's just not the case at most places. Most places that doesn't, that doesn't exist. Um, you wouldn't say that, oh man, I just, I love those people that I get to show up and work with every day. And, uh, and, and that's okay if you don't. I, I think that the, you can find that fellowship in other ways. And I know me and you both certainly have, Hampton, these are, this isn't the only place, work isn't the only place where you have deep, authentic relationships. Um, man, I, I think as we look back, you know, as you look back at certain things over the span of history, you ask yourself the question, like, what in the world were they thinking? Like, why in the world would they do that thing? And I've always been intrigued by thinking about what is that thing right now? Like, what is the thing that people are going to look back on and they're going to go, I can't even believe that they lived in that way or that they did that <laughs> thing. What's crazy is, uh, the, General Surgeon put out uh, a recent statement that the growing epidemic of chronic loneliness in America is has the same level of negative effects on our health as obesity and 
cigarette use, substance abuse, um, all these other things that we know are awful, right? They're so bad for you when it comes to longevity in your life. And the, the fact that, that um, chronic loneliness can end your life early, I think makes it, should make it very real for some people. I even think about one of the things that I listed cigarettes, right? And everybody knows like cigarettes are terrible. Like you shouldn't smoke cigarettes. It's going to give you lung cancer. It will kill you if you do it enough. Um, but Less than a lifetime ago, 1970 is when they say that cigarettes were at their peak, where almost 50% of the population smoked cigarettes, uh, <laughs> which is just crazy to think that like half of the population, one in every two people that you bumped into would be a smoker uh, by definition, smoking cigarettes regularly. And to know the negative impacts on your health now, it's just, it's, that's insane, right? You would never do something like that. Well, right now, I think we're in the middle of that. I think a lifetime from now, we'll look back and I think there's a number of reasons, different reasons for isolation. I mentioned the number of distractions that we have to face now, and we've got these devices in our hands at all times that, that prevent us from being fully present and we're conditioned to prioritize people's perception of us through social media platforms and very surface level relationships. And are not spending the appropriate amount of time seeking out deep, meaningful relationships. Uh, about 10 years ago, people were polled and the average person had somewhere around eight, what they would name as like eight meaningful friendships in their life, eight authentic, meaningful friendships in their life. The average number has dipped below five now over the past decade. So we're seeing like a decline in the amount of people in the lives of others that you could you could equate as a deep, meaningful relationship, um, somebody that could help you, that could be somebody that you could rely on. Uh, I just know that we are we are crazy unsuccessful when we try to go and do anything alone. I think about anything that I've tried to do alone by myself, and I typically have not succeeded. Right? If I say like, "Oh, I want to start exercising more," and so I'm going to set my alarm and I'm going to get up in the morning, but I haven't told anybody, and I'm not doing it with anybody else, I'm so likely to hit snooze three times and oversleep and not go exercise and do the thing that I know that I need to do to be better for me. I'm just, I'm just crazy willing to let myself down. We all are as humans in the way that we're designed. We need relationships. We have been designed to need relationships and other people around us. I even think about Hampton, a story uh, this past year, we were in New Orleans together and we were at the SHRM, the annual SHRM conference. And one of me and Hampton's favorite things to do is when we're at a conference is typically eating chips and queso that happens very regularly. And the other thing is working out together. We love getting to get a workout in. And it was like, it was a late night that we had gotten there. I think it was the first night that we were there and we were looking at our clocks and we were like, man, it looks like tomorrow's the first day of the conference. We're going to have to be in our feet all day. Like we're going to have to have the energy to carry on all these conversations for eight hours of the day. Uh, you know, should we just sleep? Should we get the extra sleep in? And uh, and I just made the decision, like, I'm just going to set the alarm and let's just see how we feel in the morning. And Never a great strategy. <laughs> <laughs> it typically does not work out to be like, how do you see how you feel in the morning? Unless you have fellowship, unless you have people around you. Because what happened was when that alarm went off, I looked up, I went to hit the button on my phone to turn the alarm off. And Hampton was already standing up on top of his bed screaming, let's go at the top of his lungs. 
And when that's happening, you're not going to not go work out. So we ended up going to work out. We felt so much better for the rest of the day because we went and did that thing. We had more energy because we were willing to do the hard thing in the morning. And I know that most of you aren't like having spend the night parties with your friends to be able to encourage you in that way. But I think that plays out in different ways, right? That could be an encouraging text. That could be a workout partner that you're showing up to in the morning, uh, maybe not sleeping in a bed next to them. But we, we need those types of relationships. If we want to be successful at any of these F's, F's in our life, we have the B teams here, Hampton, inside of WildSpark, where um, we get to share in some of our aspirations for growth and we get to lean into accountability with each other. And then also we're encouraged to have what we call A teams outside of work. So the people that we can, we can truly take the mask off, we can be vulnerable, we can share our challenges and what we're going through um, because, because we all need that for each other. So shout out, shout out some of the, some of the folks in my small group, Matt, Bobby, David, John, Michael, Jamie, the crew. Um, you just need, you need those people in your life. You need those authentic relationships. Mm. Man, I'm fired up. I, I love, I love all three of these that we talked about. Having a foundation of faith, um, is extremely important. You become what you worship and then uh, your family is another another scoreboard that you want to be mindful of, and then just fellowship. I, I think the enemy wants us to be alone. Um, he wants us to have to hold ourselves accountable, and at some level, we need to do that in our lives. But it's so much easier when you have other people. And so, um, you've been one of those people for me, and you will continue to be for a long time. And uh, for the listener, I encourage you to to be the person you're looking for. Swing. I feel like you you've modeled this well and shared this a lot. A lot of people say, well, I can't find that friend. And and we want you to start by being that friend to somebody else. And I think the fellowship will will come from there. Um, guys, I'm, I'm being strict on our time here. And so I want to be mindful of that. Swing knows how we'd like to end this. I know a lot of us are asleep at the wheel of our own life and it's time for us to wake up. So with that being said, it's time for you and me Uh, it just stopped. Are you back? <laughs> wait, uh, I'll say could... it one more time. Wait, 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 I'll say it one more time. It's time for you and me to wake up and lead. <laughs>